You're listening to episode 14 of the Brain BS podcast, The Obstacles to Creating Sustainable Changes. Welcome to the Brain BS podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now, here is your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello, welcome back to the Brain BS podcast. Happy to have you here and I'm happy to be here. Uh, I was trying to think of what kind of brain BS I wanted to talk about today, and yesterday came to my mind. I was out doing an errand. I had to get the dogs their dog food because I literally ran out of it, which was from procrastinating and not feeling like it was a good time to run up there and get their dog food. So that's sort of what I want to talk about. Because then when I was on my way home from getting the food, I was literally going right past the grocery store right there. It was not out of my way at all. It wasn't raining and it's supposed to rain the next couple days. And I was going to not go because my brain said, no, I don't feel like it. And I almost listened to it. Um, How many of you do that on a regular basis? It's time to do something. You have an errand planned. Honestly, it can happen even if it's fun. You have like this, this outing planned. And then when the time comes to actually do it, It's like, "Mm, I don't really feel like it. I think I'd rather just sit here and not do anything. So um, I did not listen to my brain. And I went into the grocery store and I got the things I needed. And um, I'm pretty happy about that today because I don't have to go to the store in the rain. So little brain BS. That's not a big... Well, actually, I was going to say it's not really a big deal. But it kind of is when it adds up, isn't it? I guess that's how you become a procrastinator. I find it kind of interesting, too, that I could be motivated to get my doctorate in my 50s, start a coaching business, do all this podcast stuff, but I can't be motivated to go get the dog food or to stop at the grocery store. It's so interesting, isn't it, how our brains work? If you hear that little jingling, that's um, Ginger trying to jump up on my lap at the table where I do the recordings for the podcast. Uh, Yeah, believe it or not, I actually do the podcast recordings with the dogs right in the room with me. (laughs) So you probably hear them sometimes. I think I just heard Ginger drinking water in the background when um, I was just talking. So if you hear that, you know why. It's because Ginger and Basil are my sidekicks and they're always here whenever I record. So let's transition to what the podcast is about today. And that is the obstacles to creating sustainable changes. As I say that now, that kind of sounds like a mouthful for a title, Um, (laughs) but that's okay. So now you know what I'm going to work on too. This is other brain BS. I notice how often I go um, in the middle of the podcast. So I try to delete as many of those as I can, but sometimes I just don't because As I said at the beginning of this podcast, when I first started recording, this is not a quest for perfection. Pay way more attention to the message than the messenger. 
So when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about when I thought about the obstacles to creating sustainable changes, I wanted to do something like a little different. I think that you could Google articles on how to make those changes and it's all over the place and then, you know, how you could sabotage yourself in different things. But I wanted to focus primarily on the brain BS that comes into the mix when you're even thinking about making changes, let alone actually making them. And I want to talk about how sometimes it's not that easy to identify the brain BS or see it because it looks like it's innocent thoughts that actually are kind of working in our favor. But I assure you, there's many times where I've had brain BS and I thought it was my intuition. So that is that is what I'm going to talk about today. Let's start with some of the most common brain BS that we can all agree on that can keep us from making changes. One of the best examples is we hear it all the time when somebody wants to lose weight, that they'll do it right after an upcoming event. (laughs) Whether the event is a wedding or it could be a big party that's coming up or maybe a trip. Maybe you're you're planning on going on a trip. So for some reason, even though the trip is a month out, people still think that they can't get started with trying to lose weight because, well, I mean, what good is that going to do? Then they go on vacation and they're going to gain the weight back anyway. So why even bother? I mean, this kind of brain BS happens all the time. When it comes to when we want to start a diet, there's people that have literally spent their entire adult lives waiting for the right time to try to lose weight. We also see this when people are thinking about quitting drinking and there's always some kind of event that's coming up that's going to keep them from wanting to be sober. They're going to want to join in the festivities which is really like what it kind of comes down to as I'm sitting here saying this, and I didn't even include it in my blog post, is we're like afraid that we're going to feel like eating or feel like drinking, and we're not going to be able to. But so what? What if that is the case? That's just brain BS that makes us think that we can't experience an uncomfortable feeling and not make a big deal out of it. And for the record, when I say people, I'm including myself in that. (laughs) I've been guilty of putting off dieting and I've been guilty of not, of deciding to not to drink. I actually toy with the idea periodically of seeing what life would be like without having any alcohol at all because I think it would be a major way to experience personal growth. But I'm still not quite there. Honestly, when we talk about events coming up, uh, the event could be the weekend, right? We, we do that with the weekends because we want to avoid boredom. Boredom is a huge obstacle to sustaining meaningful changes in a person's life because we don't like to experience uncomfortable feelings. But so, okay, so there you go. Those are two pretty common ones. Now let's talk about the brain BS that keeps us from attempting goals or achieving them. The list here is pretty long. We're afraid of failure. We're afraid of success and what that's going to require of us. We're afraid of what other people will think of us. We're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of all the uncomfortable emotions that come with trying to achieve something that's new and unfamiliar We're just afraid of not knowing the how. We want to know how everything's going to go. We want to know everything to expect. 
We're afraid of anything that requires us to leave the cave and evolve to the next level. Now, some other brain BS that I want to talk about that's pretty common in coaching and I imagine um, with therapy that isn't mentioned quite as much is say somebody is struggling in their marriage and they want to go see somebody to get some help. Some people actually don't want to do that because they're afraid that they're going to be told they have to leave their spouse. I hear, I've heard this many times. And I want to assure all of you, nobody can make you leave your husband if you don't want to leave him. That's your decision and yours alone. This fear just illustrates the lack of personal power and individual seeking therapy or coaching might be experiencing. Another example is maybe you decide to live a more deliberate life. And that's what I refer to as living consciously, which means like from your higher self in your soul. When you decide to make that a priority, there's fear that you're going to be creating a distance between you and your friends and family that are not choosing to make that a priority. Again, we're the only ones who have the power to make these decisions And to avoid personal growth in order to maintain the status quo is the worst kind of brain BS. And it's really not going to help you or your family. Okay, so, so far, um, the brain BS that I've been talking about is pretty easy to spot, right? But sometimes we have brain BS and we don't even know we have it. That's why we get coaches, because the coaches can point it out to us. And that's coaches need coaches. Nobody can see their own brain BS all the time. When you're in it, and it's so familiar, and it's so habitual for you, and you're not even aware of it, there's no way you're going to be able to call it. Now I'm going to tell you a little story about uh, intuition that I had. And that was probably, this came from years of reading self-help books. I picked up my first one in 1996, and I've been drawn to them ever since. And they always kind of inspire you to try to be the best version of yourself. But inadvertently, they also make you very aware of your shortcomings and where you're not quite perfect. And even though I don't want to try to get perfection, that that's not what I'm after, I used to be like that. So for me, it was like, can I really personally evolve if I still drink alcohol? I just got this idea in my head that I cannot be fully conscious And I cannot be fully evolved if I still like to have drinks on the weekend. And I made this into such a big deal. I caused myself years of suffering over this because I still wanted to have wine on the weekends. But I also wanted to evolve to the next level. And my thought error, my brain BS that I thought was my intuition from the divine was that I had to stop drinking altogether. I truly believed that that was the only way that I could change and evolve as a person. Well, I've since then learned that that was total brain BS. I have evolved in many ways and I continue to evolve and I still have wine on the weekends. As I mentioned earlier, I still flirt with the idea of quitting altogether, but I'm just not there, but I'm not making that a problem anymore. I mean, I have this great life. I've got all these wonderful things in it. So my brain decided to focus on what it didn't have, because that's what our brains do. They nitpick, and they criticize, and they find 
all the bad things. They're drawn to all the negative stuff. That's where they love to go. And they completely forget about everything that's working and everything that's going well. Even as I'm saying this and listening to it back, I'm implying that having wine on the weekends is a bad and negative thing. It's not. See how the brain BS works? And it becomes so habitual. It's such a, it's so ingrained in us. And I've had that idea or that thought for years. So you really have to be really on top of things to see how your thoughts are creating feelings and generating actions for you and getting you the results that you want. I can tell you for sure that my husband is thrilled that I worked this one out because he was always puzzled and confused as to why I made it such a big deal. Okay, the next one I want to talk about, my next message or intuition that I had, and it was so deeply profound, and I really believed this at my core, and I have no idea where it came from, but I always thought that my life was going to be better after 40 than before 40. I always thought that I was going to enjoy adulthood and being older way more than when I was younger. And it's true. Now, is it true because I manifested that and I always thought that? I'm kind of guessing now with everything I've learned that that probably had a lot to do with it. Now, there's good things about me thinking that my life is better after 40. And there's kind of some sad things about thinking that too. Because if I am younger, I'm in my 30s, all my friends are getting married, they're having kids, and I'm still by myself, I'm not really even dating much, and if I'm thinking that my life's not going to get better until after 40, then I'm not going to be real inspired to take any actions to improve that, right? I'm going to kind of be complacent. And I'm just going to accept that this is my life. In fact, I actually believed that God had a a reason for me being by myself and that God, and yes, I thought he was a he at the time, um, that he wanted me to be alone, that he did not want me to be with anyone. I actually believed that. And because of that, I didn't make any effort. I thought that there was all kinds of reasons why I wasn't with people or I wasn't dating more or I wasn't married, but it was because I wasn't doing anything about it. That also kind of ties into personal power, which I definitely did not have back then. So I I was not proactive. I wasn't problem solving, trying to figure out how I wanted to do everything because I was confident and I was on the ball and I had it all going on. Uh, quite the opposite, actually. Creating sustainable changes definitely requires personal power. Okay, here is another example of brain BS and how it can seem like a good thing and not be. And that was that I always thought that I always had to do the right thing. The right thing. That was like beat into my head by my dad growing up. And I really, really believed it. So when I first became a stepmom and I went and got some counseling because I was in over my head and I was like overwhelmed and I wanted help. And one of the things that came out of those sessions that still sticks with me today was the therapist saying, why do you always feel like you have to do the right thing? And I was like, well, doesn't everybody think they should do the right thing? And she's like, no, what even is the right thing? 
So I thought that was so interesting because I I prescribed to that my whole life. And I even did after I worked with her. It wasn't until I got to the life coach school and I really started looking at all this and doing the right thing is just a thought, right? A thought that, you know what I'm going to say next, generates a feeling that leads to an action and gets you a result. But I got to tell you, there, I, I suffered a lot because I was always trying to do the right thing. Because there's a lot of people in this world that could care less about doing the right thing. They're not the least bit worried about it. So not only did I end up trying to do the right thing all the time, then I ended up being resentful when other people didn't feel the same way. The reason I bring this up in an episode about the obstacles to creating sustainable changes is that when you want to make a change, that requires a pivot and it requires decision-making and maybe thinking about things differently. And when you're terrified about whether or not you're doing the right thing, that's definitely going to give you a little paralysis and keep you from moving forward. Okay, so that's all the brain BS I'm sharing of mine today. (laughs) I think you've had enough. You get my point. Let's recap what I talked about today. We discussed the brain BS that keeps us from getting started on things and making changes, such as trying to lose weight and stopping drinking, that we have this like all or nothing mentality. And we're either going to start and do it forever, or we're not going to start at all. There's also other kinds of brain BS that keep us from trying to achieve goals, a very long list, and almost all of them comes down to being afraid to feel an uncomfortable emotion. When you actually think about it, everything in our life is dictated by either a feeling we want to avoid or a feeling we want to experience. So it's not surprising that in order to achieve goals, you really have to put yourself out there and and people just don't like rejection, uh, feeling poorly about themselves, feeling like failures, people talking about them. So that is kind of an understanding obstacle that I think many of you can relate to. And then the other kind that is common but not mentioned so much is when people really could use and benefit from coaching and from therapy, but they're so afraid of what they're going to find out when they get there and that the therapist is going to tell them they have to do something major with their lives as if they're not in control and they have no power in the situation and they have to just listen to what the therapist says. This is kind of a, this is pretty common with the, with coaching. And I come across, uh, come across this when I'm trying to recruit clients. So I just want to put it out there in a podcast that you, you don't have to make huge, gigantic changes when you start this process. You can do it a little bit at a time. The last kind of brain BS is the insidious kind because it's sneaky and we don't always recognize it for what it is. It always makes us feel like we're somehow coming up short. We're not doing things as well as we would like to. We're less than perfect. And that is usually the kind of brain BS that leads us to beat up on ourselves and not treat ourselves very well. This kind of brain BS, when we actually believe our beliefs, this is the kind that keeps us stuck. So I hope you learned something today. Have a great week. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, please subscribe to my podcast and give me a quick review and a rating of five so I can spread the word. You can also sign up for my email and newsletter at 
www.thebrainbs.com. You can also check out my individual and group coaching options. Remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your brain BS.